men and grown women, you understand, and not little chunks, you know. We say that history is a weapon that we use. History, we uh, come up with uh, true facts of history and uh, systemic analysis of that history, that history becomes, uh, as Malcolm said, a weapon that you can take and pistol whip your enemy all up and down the street. And in a global sense, you can pistol whip your enemy all over the world with true facts, true evidence, and a system analysis, you know, of what we went through, you know. So uh, I've organized my presentation based on um, uh, 500 years of history and even uh, bringing it up to more modern times. 500 year, years of history shows that this criminal committed the worst crimes against humanity ever to visit the earth, went to every continent, you understand, and wiped out entire populations, you know. In the U.S., you understand, in South America, you understand, murdered 56 million people. Western United States, 34 million people. Eastern United States, 24 million people. You know, went to Asia, murdered hundreds of millions of people. Africa, you understand, uh, transported 150 million people to the U.S., you understand, for the slave system. 72% of them died during the trip, you understand. Uh, Australia, you know, uh, uh, the Pacific Islands, everywhere they went, they raped, robbed, and pillaged, you understand, for the god of wealth and materialism. You know, they say they, they, they pretended they all religious and pious and all that type of stuff, you understand, but the most religious was far right wing, far right wingers, you understand, uh, support mass murder and genocide and say that God is their crime part in this, say that God made them superior, racially superior, so it's okay to go around and murder and oppress people, you understand? So that's the 500 year history, you understand? They murdered half a billion people, mostly dark-skinned people all over the world, you know? So we come up in modern times, you know, we look at Africa, you understand, where the CIA, uh, uh, was responsible for assassinating Patrice Lumumba. Patrice Lumumba uh, signed his death warrant when he said that the wealth under the soil of the Congo would benefit the children of the Congo. You understand? So that was, um, you know, very, very hateful in the eyes of, of U.S. imperialism and the colonizer. You understand? Kwame Nkrumah, the State Department admits that they was responsible for the overthrow of Kwame Nkrumah, you understand, uh, organized and agitated some uh, disgruntled army officers, you know, overthrew Nkrumah, you understand, on the global market, they dropped the price of sugar, you understand, which caused an economic crisis, you understand, and, uh, you know, also the murder of uh, 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 Michelle, you understand, uh, they, was, they was down and dirty with that, they said down and dirty with that, you know, so we come up, into modern times, you know, and there's a bombshell, there's an atomic bomb, you understand, that can ignite the consciousness of black people all over the world, black people in America, and black people all over the world, and that atomic bomb is that 
ex-undercover police officer admits his role in the FBI and NYPD uh, a con conspiracy against Malcolm X. You understand? Uh, that police officer's name was Ray Wood. His cousin, Reggie Wood, read a letter that Ray Wood had written, you understand, where he admitted his role in the assassination of Malcolm X. So this is something that y'all got to spread everywhere. You understand? Y'all got to spread this news everywhere. Uh, my brother Frank right here, right now, is going to uh, uh, play this clip, you understand, from a uh, February uh, 2021 uh, Democracy Now! program, you understand, which exposed the role of the NYPD in murdering Malcolm X. Go ahead with the, with the clip, my brother. All right, brother, just give me one minute. Yeah, here it is. It's coming up right now, y'all. assassination. At least one other undercover New York police officer, Gene Roberts, was also inside after infiltrating the security team of the Organization of Afro-American Unity. segment, you know, you can go online and type in ex-undercover officer admits a role in FBI NYPD conspiracy against Malcolm X. And so <clears throat> y'all can uh, put on cap the, the uh, pertinent points that was raised that this officer, Ray Wood, was given the assignment of taking uh, some of Malcolm's top security organizers off point, you understand, and taking them into a, a, a plot to blow up the Statue of Liberty so that they would not be there on the date of the assassination, you understand, this is, um, you know, this, 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 
This is Exhibit A. Exhibit A, A stands for atomic bomb. Y'all need to spread this everywhere. You understand? Uh, spread this, share this clip all over the place. You understand what I'm saying? This is history. You know, so what in history, we look for facts. We look for factual evidence in history. This is factual evidence that America murdered Malcolm X. Uh, two of Malcolm's uh, uh, close associates, Robert Hagen and Earl Grant, you understand, who spent a lot of time with Brother Malcolm and protected Malcolm in private conversations with him, you understand, they became aware that uh, just as when King had started giving a um, analysis of worldwide imperialism, you understand, which caused them to assassinate him, Malcolm began to talk about the conspiracies of U.S. agencies, used to talk about the role of imperialism, used to give an analysis of the imperialist system, and was telling African leaders, you understand, that y'all can't be falling for this con game, this fake love affair, you understand, uh, to, to paraphrase uh, a system that calls of starvation and then offers you a hot dog and you're supposed to think that they love you. You understand? Right. When indeed they rip, rob, and exploit hundreds of trillions of dollars from the African continent every year. So this caused an, an intense hatred of Malcolm. So this is why they uh, wanted to assassinate him in, in conversations with his companions, Ray Hagen and Earl Grant, you understand, Malcolm understood that, uh, you know, his, uh, uh, his systemic analysis, you understand, uh, uh, was causing them to want to kill him. And he knew that he didn't have too long to live, you know. So, you know, our study of history also shows that this murder, um, these, these murders, these mass murders, they create these uh, genocides and infanticides, you understand, uh, to steal land and resources, and then they have an economic system where they exploit workers and take uh, the, where they do not pay the workers, the unpaid labor, and um, accumulate great, great wealth called sur surplus value, you understand? So uh, this is the way the system operates, you know, so in history, we go and get the evidence, and we take the evidence you understand, and give an analysis of that evidence so we become crystal clear on the difference between uh, truth and falsehood, between reality and myth, you understand, and Malcolm, you understand, was very, very powerful in uh, bringing about that clarity, talking about black racial pride, you understand, loving yourself, te teaching you who taught you to hate yourself, who teaches you to go out and want to murder somebody who looks like you because you want to destroy those lips, that hair, that nose, you understand? You want to send that to the cemetery, you know, because this oppressor has taught you to hate yourself, you understand? Malcolm was raising that consciousness, you know, and Malcolm understood close to the end of his life that he didn't have long to live. And like I said, his close associates, you understand, uh, who... Um, you know, have made uh, statements very, very recently. They were crystal clear on that also, you understand? And, um, you know, um, 
Brother, I wanted to, um, I, not to interrupt you, but I just wanted to make a point that I think that people need to understand because um, when we talk about this whole um, conspiracy to kill Malcolm, we have to look at the political prisoner and how the political prisoner is a target and continues to be a target because mm -hmm. uh, this uh, plot to assassinate Malcolm X, it's all revealed and it's all a part of the same um method of that's, doing things right and they the and, and historically way, that's how they've that's been the way, doing bro. things that's and now way. when we look at the um cointel pro we are witnessing uh the same thing happen to our political prisoners and our political prisoners um they are experiencing medical neglect kamal Siddiqui is going through medical neglect and if you and uh mumia is dealing with the same issues right and uh but we're putting pressure on them because as sundiata Cody has said and we continue to say, we'll continue to say, it's not up to the state to free our political prisoners. It's up to the people to do that. And I think that that needs to be understood because we all need to do something. We all need to take action when it comes to our political prisoners because this is something that's going to continue to happen unless we rise up and uh, bring it to an end. And that's why we have to be inspired by political prisoners. That's why we have to educate ourselves more on political prisoners. And I was... Uh, honored, and I got the opportunity to actually participate in a, a free Kamal Siddiqui um, sponsored celebration of his life. His you that information, yes, his brother. 69th um, birthday. I'll do that shortly. Right but um, during the celebration, we got to actually hear from the brother, and I thought that it was very inspiring because despite his current situation, he is still not um, down and out. He's still, his voice is sounding strong, and I've been giving his information out, which I'm have on display right here in my hand. I've been giving that out in um, the area of South Jamaica, Queens, uh, community centers, um, organize, organizations that's based in the community and letting them know his story because we as a people, we have to be bothered by that. And one of the things that I noticed that this sister, she had read the back of this and said, uh, life plus 10 years, she said, it only happens to us. And she was bothered by that. And why I hold this up, let me read it. So those who don't know uh, Kamal Siddiqui's story need to get familiar with some of it. Uh, so it says, this card right here, it says, Kamal Siddiqui, Kamal Siddiqui, Freddie Hilton, is a Muslim, a doubting father of two, loving daughters, and a grandfather of five. Siddiqui joined the Black Panther Party as a youth to serve the people. In 2002, the FBI offered Kamal a deal to help them capture Asada Shakur living in exile in Cuba. He was told if he didn't help, he'd spend the rest of his life in prison. He refused to be a snitch and entrap her and so was recharged with a 30-year-old Georgia cold case previously dismissed for lack of evidence. He was convicted, quote-unquote, and sentenced to life plus 10 years. At 69, Siddiqui has served decades as a political prisoner. He suffers prison medical neglect, hepatitis C, sarcoidosis, of the liver, malnutrition, and has been forced to self-treat the leaking open ulcer wounds that have been crippling his legs for the past several years. Mm. So as a taxpayer, look at what's going on. If your tax dollar is uh, being um, sent to have these prisons, then why is it that they understaff? Why is it that they're getting your tax dollar and not prop, um, giving these um, prisoners uh, the proper medical um, attention that is needed? Um, this is a quote from Kamal Siddiqui. He said, I think I was born to be a revolutionary. Much of my influence to fight against oppression and those who advocate for it came from my mother, 
Hattie Rogers Hilton. So just like me and just like Abdul Haq, we was inspired by somebody to do something. And that somebody who uh, inspired the brother was his mother. So, you know, we salute her and, uh, you know, her work is being expressed in her son and uh, her, her son's work is being expressed in people like us who are taking up the uh, was taking up the work to free our political prisoners. Mm -hmm. So just uh, to to finish reading this letter, this card, this palm card. It says, here's what you can do to help in this injustice. You can visit Linktree, uh, free Kamal Siddiqui for details. Write to Baba Kamal. Write Donate to join the Kamal Siddiqui Freedom Campaign. Post about Kamal Siddiqui on your social media platform. Write to Georgia officials to demand Baba Kamal Siddiqui receive appropriate medical treatment and that he be released. So these things we can do, we can be involved either... We see ourselves as uh, liberators and, and fighters of freedom, or we see ourselves as accepting the current conditions, accepting our oppression, and passing it down to another generation. Now, we have one or two choices to make, and uh, you know our children are watching us, and we have to make the right choice. So that's why here is where we provide you with information and contact, and uh, we let you know that you know we're about to work. You see the consistency. Mm -hmm. We say, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is NEPPC. The YouTube channel is NEPPC. We ask that 10 people, uh, get 10 people to share and get them to commit to um, subscribing to the YouTube channel because we do this, then we can definitely uh, create further momentum into this fight to free our political prisoners and let them die in prison. Abdul Haq. Uh, yeah, my brother, uh, uh, putting uh, political prisoners in the context of the history, you understand, uh, our history is um, full of uh, the most atrocious crimes against humanity ever visited among, upon a people. And we have also have a very, very proud, dignified, glorious history of resistance. To, to all that, you understand? And our political prisoners are a part of that proud tradition. As Sister Asala Shakur said, carry on the tradition, carry it on, you understand? So uh, history in the hands of the enemy can be a weapon to produce black sam sambos, self-hating Negroes. Yeah, that's what Malcolm told us. Speak, in words. You understand? The, the definition of N-word is totally worthless. You understand? Uh, no trust. You understand? No proof, no character, no inner substance. You understand? But the history of the enemy is something that can produce that. A crawling worm. You understand? That licks the boots of the enemy. You know, history in the hands of the enemy produces something like that. You understand what I'm saying? Or, or it became it be, become a sleep aid or something to have our children bored to death, sleeping in the classroom, bored to death at the history being presented by the enemy. You know, understand? As opposed to staying up at night, drinking coffee, doing research, uh, engaging in scholarship. You understand? That's what our true history does. You understand? Puts a fire in us. To learn the truth, you understand? Uh, to be crystal clear on friends and enemies. To be crystal clear 
on reality and myth. You understand? And in that, we understand the, 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 the glorious, the dignified role, the courageous role. You understand? The uh, exalted humanity that our political prisoners, you understand, uh, 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 exhibited and carried out for us. You understand? Out of love for us. You understand? And it is a shame that we are not doing enough to free him. As Brother uh, Sekou said, we're not doing enough. You know, that's what he said in uh, his presentation at uh, uh, Kamal's birthday party, that we're not doing enough. We need to do more. He kept uh, emphasizing that over and over and over again. And there are committees, you understand, uh, uh, organized for Kamal, direct action committee, creative Outreach Committee, the, 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 the committee that deals with spirituality, and Brother Frank gave the address where you can contact um, the, organ, the organizers who are trying to free uh, uh, Kamal Siddiqui. You understand? And I said to Brother Kamal Siddiqui, Assalamu alaikum rahmatullah barakatuh. You understand? This is a brother, a Muslim, who obeys Allah's orders, Allah's command to stand up against injustice, you understand, you know, um, it's cool to be, you know, have purity, uh, purity of the heart, purity of the soul, but also purity of the heart and soul also means to stand up against evil, and this is what Brother Kamal did, you know, and Brother Jihad said, Brother Kamal is one that gave him Kalima Shahada, you know, so uh, this brother has got to be free, like, Brother Sekou said, y'all ain't doing enough. We're not doing enough. That's why our political prisoners are still languishing in jail, you understand, and dying in jail because the masses of our people are not doing enough. We're not assuming our responsibility, you understand, to uh, uh, fight for those who stood up and sacrificed everything for us. We're not doing uh, a, a smallest fraction of what needs to be done. You understand? Not assuming the responsibility that we need to be doing, you understand, to uh, free all our political prisoners, you know, and we can do it, you know, we have the power, there's power in our people, you know, and uh, we need to feel that black power, brothers and sisters. Black power, um, you know, straight and to the point, very important words being spoke by our brother Abdul Haq Islam, and uh, we appreciate that. You know, it's work to be done. We got to be continuous with our work. We got to teach our children to get involved. And we got to uh, set the standard on how we need to deal with our political prisoners, right? Because we know that if we don't do anything about this, that our political prison will die in prison. They will have us, as you were talking about Malcolm, and you were talking about Malcolm taught us how uh, our enemy will have us... Um, will control who we love and who we hate. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Coltrane Shimmerango was the same way. He's right. saying, you know, he was teaching us that, you know, we have to watch out who um, our friends and who are our enemies and our and our enemies actually be uh, clear. try, yes, yeah, be very clear. Um, and our enemy tries to control that. And what I'm saying when I'm saying that is that when we look at our political prisoners in prison, we know that they're supposed to be in these so-called correctional facilities, right? But yet, how long does it take for somebody to be so-called corrected? 
right? And then we say that they, they call, they say that they're not political prisoners. In fact, they're terrorists, right? That's what our enemy says, right? They're the terrorists. Right, they're the terrorists. But our actions say whether we agree with that right. or not. Right, because if you define reality of us, you know? exactly, we define our reality. If you're not writing a political prisoner, if you're not donating no money or no time to not letting a political prisoner die in prison, you are saying that that's not a freedom fighter, that that's not a political prisoner, that that is what the enemy says or our oppressor says is a terrorist and needs to be there until they die. That's what your actions are saying, and you know, if you don't want to be on that side, but yet you want to be on the side of the people who are fighting for liberation, then your actions need to show that. You need to express that and what you're doing on a regular basis. That's why we say if you do nothing but share this with 10 people, that's a start. So we say that we have to continue to do this work. That's why we're here on Wednesdays because we commit ourselves to that. And whether it's one pe person or a hundred people that view it for maybe a second or three seconds, they still are walking away with an image of two people spending a portion of their day on a Wednesday committed to raising the consciousness of political prisoners. They are looking at these posters that we have here, these uh, images that are reflective of political prisoners, we make sure we put them up there, we make sure that we are in uniform because we understand the importance of commitment, we understand the importance of making a presentation, of making a, a point on a daily, on a, a weekly basis to people who are overwhelmed with various distractions. So at least when you go out in the street and you see people fighting uh, injustices, they got inspired by people before them. Right, we get inspired by our political prisoners. Kamal Siddiqui, Sundiata Akoli, Ed Point Dexter, Joy Powell, and so many more. We get inspired by them to do this work. They are the uh, fire underneath our behind, for lack of better lack of words. Yes, yes, the yeah. wind beneath our the wind, and they keep us flowing. They keep yeah. us going, and we have to um, we have to bring them home. And um, it's just going to take more effort. And we got to do more, brothers and sisters. Yes, we have to do and more. Who said you got to do more? We have to remain committed and um, we have to do our play our part. So I think that we cover everything, brother. Is there anything else we got to cover before we uh, wind we down? All. You know, we got it all, brother. You know, uh, our political prisoners exhibited the highest stage, state of humanity. You understand? Very, very principled behavior, you understand, standing up for us, you understand? Um, you know, so it's very, very principled for us to do all we can to stand up for them, to demand their freedom, you know, and indeed, you understand, we holler and scream at these people, we, 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 uh, in numbers, the, the strength of our numbers demand that they be free. There can be a, a, a positive result. As Sekou said, that the masses of our people put his name on their lips, you understand? And he is an example of what can happen when people demand that a political prisoner be set free. He's free today, you understand? And um, we got to be believers. We got to be true believers, you understand? A movement develops strength and power when there are many true believers. That's what make a movement, you know? 
So we need to come together, you understand, and, um, you know, do the beautiful thing, do the right thing, do the beautiful thing to fight for those who fought for us, black power. Black power. So here we have it being said, and as we always do it, let's get it our brother. say peace and love to everybody continue to uh, pass this on others and we'll see you next week what's the call free them all what's the call free them all what's the call free them all